Ladies and gentlemen, this evening's performance of The Diz Explorers will begin in two minutes. Excellent listening locations are still available all around Showcase Promenade. Due to the use of alcohol and opinions around the lagoon, for your safety, we request that you remain on the promenade side of all railings. During the show, please watch your step and take small children firmly by the hand. Once again, this evening's performance of The Diz Explorers will begin in just two minutes. Thank you. Welcome to another episode of the Diz Explorers podcast. This is Adrienne, and I am recording a quick, maybe quick, we'll find out, um, mini-sode in replace of a regular episode this week because we didn't record as a group thanks to the holiday, the recent holiday. So I thought that I would just get on and do a quick episode to recap our recent Disney World trip. We always try to do trip reports whenever we... Um, one of us heads to a park or a cruise or wherever it is that we're heading. So um, I thought I would just get on here and and give you a little bit of an update about what we did. A couple of months ago, I guess, my husband and I decided that we were going to surprise the kids with a trip. We had told them when we went in December of 2017 that we weren't taking them to Disney for a while, that they were gonna have a little bit of a break. My husband and I still have a planned anniversary trip coming up in about seven weeks, but uh, we weren't planning on taking them in the entire year of 2018. But because we are who we are, we decided that we were going to anyway, just because we love it and we had a little bit of extra money and so we decided to go. That's pretty much all there was to it. But we did want to make sure that, you know, the kids got some enjoyment out of it and that they were going to be surprised. So what we did was um, pick them up from school, came home, it was a Wednesday afternoon, and told them, hey, let's go hop in the car, we're going to go get dinner somewhere. So we get in the car and we're trying to discuss, you know, where we want to go. And I just looked at my husband and I said, I don't really feel like going there. Where do you think we should go instead? And he said, how about Disney World? And the kids were like, what? And, you know, shocked and confused. And my daughter immediately goes, but we're not packed. To which I told her to turn around because in the back of my SUV were all of our bags for the upcoming weekend. And um, so they were really excited and we set off on our way. I've said before that we live in South Carolina. So we're about a nine to 10 hour drive from Disney World. We have taken over the past few trips that whenever we drive, we drive through Georgia, make it almost to the very end of Georgia before crossing the Florida line and staying in a hotel overnight just to kind of break up that drive down there. And that's kind of worked really well for us. And we did the same thing this time. So we drove down Wednesday, stopped about 10, 11 o'clock that night, slept, had breakfast, and then finished the drive the following Thursday morning. And we did this weird thing this time where we decided to do a split stay with our hotels. We had purchased the resort stay for Friday night and Saturday night. 
and then decided to add a Thursday night in, in the same trip and couldn't get the same hotel, so we had to stay in a different hotel. So our first night was going to be at All Star Movies, and it, the room wasn't ready, obviously, when we got there because we started our drive around 10 that morning, so we arrived in Disney World around 1 o'clock or so. So we went straight to Animal Kingdom, which is definitely my favorite park lately. And my kids kind of almost got accosted, I guess, at the entrance by one of the Wilderness Explorer people. So like almost immediately when we entered into the park, one of the Wilderness Explorer people there, right there as you enter into Discovery Island, uh, asked the kids if they wanted to do the Wilderness Explorers, which if you're not familiar with the Wilderness Explorers program, children can get this little booklet, stop at different places throughout the park, learn something either about the animals or the environment or something, and then they receive a sticker, which is supposed to be like a badge. And, um, and then if they can fill up all their stickers, I think there might be a prize or something at the end, I'm not sure. So we um, hadn't planned on doing that, but the kids got really excited about it. So we made a couple of stops. We learned about flamingos. We went into Pandora and they learned something about the life, the plant life, I think in Pandora, I can't really remember. And uh, then we had our first pass, fast pass for Navi River Journey. I was really excited about heading into Pandora. And actually, I was really excited about Animal Kingdom just in general because I had purchased a magic band that was a limited edition Pandora magic band. And I had seen and researched that those were supposed to make special sounds and special lights whenever you touched your magic band to any of the touch points like to enter the park or to to do a fast pass touch point so uh, I had my husband bless his heart recording any when we were like entering the park and when we were doing our Navi River journey fast pass and nothing happened and so I was so disappointed but that's okay it was still really cool because it glowed in the dark so as we were doing the Navi River journey and going through that dark boat, boat ride my um, magic band did glow so that was at least something that I saw and after that we had a fast pass for the safari which it was raining like crazy by this point it rained our entire trip literally the entire trip I think we might have gotten 30 seconds maybe of sun the whole time we were down there so my daughter decided she didn't want to do the safari she's a little freaked out by the whole rickety bridge situation so she and my husband stayed out my son and I went on the safari and I didn't record for that fast pass and that's when of course my magic band lit up and it made this neat little sound and but I have no video of it and I was really sad but the safari was actually really neat the animals weren't super active because of the rain we didn't see the lions at all the elephants were the cutest thing I'd ever seen they were in their little water area and they were playing and having fun it was almost like a bath time for them so that was really kind of fun and interesting to to see the giraffes were like up in a hole somewhere but you know so like I said not a whole lot of activity but kind of neat it was I'd never done a rainy day uh, safari after the safari it was raining so badly that we just decided to go ahead and go to the resort so we checked in to the all-star movies and I had never stayed there we checked into the Toy Story building and they were doing a lot of refurbishment there, so it was kind of hard to find out how to get to our room without going through a construction area or zone. 
but once we found our room, we were pleasantly surprised to find that it was one of the refurbished rooms. So it had a full-sized bed and then a Murphy pull-down bed for the kids. So it was lots of room. I really liked the design of the refurbished rooms. They have a very, a much more clean, I would describe it kind of theming in the rooms instead of, you know, like bam in your face theming. I really enjoyed it. And I, as I was trying to unpack, I sent my kids on a find the hidden Mickeys in the room and my daughter found one in the painting from the, from the pull down bed. So I was excited about that and so was she. And we went and took pictures and I do love all of the giant iconography around the resort. The big buzz, the big um, Woody and the race car and everything is very well themed. So, I mean, we enjoyed that. We went to go get dinner at the food court there where we enjoyed the secret menu, which I didn't realize that there was one there until about a week or two before we left. But we, uh, it's really neat. If you want more details, we can talk about that a little bit later. But there's a secret menu at the All-Star Movies Resort. It was a lot of fun. I'll just say that. It was, it was a very interesting experience for sure. So the next morning, we woke up and it was, thank gosh, a little bit of a reprieve from the rain. And we headed to Hollywood Studios. Not a whole lot to do in Hollywood Studios these days. Uh, Toy Story Land is almost finished and will be by the time my husband and I go back down in a couple of, in a few weeks. He, my husband went and did the single rider line for Rock and Roller Coaster. And that's one of his favorites. But the real intention there was to get a rider swap so that we could come back later at another time and he and I could ride it together, hopefully. We met Star-Lord and Groot, who are hands down my new favorite meet and greet ever. Um, they're in One Man's Dream over there near the Pixar area. And Groot is adorable. Star-Lord was, he was really good. Um, didn't necessarily look the part. He's not very Chris Prattish looking, but it's forgiven by well, how well he kind of he does the character. It was it was a very fun interaction. We also met Minnie and Mickey at in their like fancy clothes. So it was Sorcerer Mickey and Hollywood Minnie. We met Mickey so many times this trip. It's not even funny, but that was our first one. We didn't do any of the rides. We didn't do Toy Story. The line was insane. Kids didn't want to do Star Tours. So we just kind of walked around, had a couple snacks. Melanie, my daughter, stood with the um car that's out there near Toy Story Mania. I can't, I think she's from Cars 3, which I haven't seen. So I don't really know anything about that, but we left as it's kind of started to get stormy again and checked into our second resort, which was the Contemporary, which was the thing I was looking forward to the most. I have, before this trip, I had never stayed in one of the monorail resorts. And the only deluxes I have stayed in are Boardwalk and Animal Kingdom Lodge. So I was really, really looking forward to this resort. We also splurged on a theme park view, which I have, when we've stayed at Animal Kingdom Lodge, I have requested Savannah views before and been disappointed because it was like at a weird angle or something, but it was never quite what I was expecting. And so I wasn't letting myself get too hyped up about the view, but it far beyond exceeded my expectations. I I could have spent the next two days sitting on our balcony and staring at Magic Kingdom the whole time and been perfectly happy. I can upload some pictures to our Facebook page, but 
I, I can't even describe how amazing it is to look out of your window, out on your balcony and seeing Cinderella's Castle and Space Mountain and Big Thunder Mountain and just everything that there is to see from that angle. It was, it was just spectacular. We just kind of spent the rest of the evening chilling and hanging out and enjoying the resort. We went and ate at Contempo Cafe and we went and took a lot of pictures and we were gonna go down to the pool, but because there was lightning in the area, they weren't allowing anyone to use the pool, which we handled fine because, you know, we get it, there are rules, but unfortunately there were some other ruly guests there who were not quite so pleasant about it. In fact, we, we almost saw a knockdown drag out fight. It was, they had to get security involved. It was kind of insane, but we completely understand. After exploring and kind of being disappointed about the pool a little bit, we just kind of went and hung out in the room and waited for the fireworks to happen, which we watched from the balcony. It was raining, pouring down rain. So I'm pretty sure, and there was lightning in the area. So I don't think Tinkerbell flew, but uh, they there's a channel you can turn to when you're staying at one of the monorail resorts that let us hear the music as it was playing. It was slightly delayed because you could kind of hear it from the park too. So you were kind of getting this weird double thing, but it was, I mean, it's just amazing. It, I'm not sure how I'll ever be able to top that resort experience, honestly. The next morning we woke up, went to Epcot where it's, it was the second to last weekend of flower and garden. So we had a couple of flower and garden treats I'm obsessed with the Violet Lemonade. I will want that forever and ever and ever. It was so good. I did not expect it to like it as much as I did, but it was really, really good. Uh, had a couple of other things. I did get the chocolate macaron from France, which was good too. Um, and then again, the storms rolled in and it was, it was really bad. It was just, you know, you expect rain when you're in Florida cause that's just kind of what happens. But, uh, I, if I'm remembering correctly, there was a tropical storm or something that was going on that was causing a lot of rain in the area. And so, I mean, it was just, it was worse than the typical Florida weather. So we had planned to spend all day in Epcot, but instead we kind of went back to the resort and the Contemporary has started a new childcare program in the evenings called the Pixar Play Zone. And we figured rather than have the kids locked up in the room for the rest of the evening. We would just let them go to the play zone and they loved it. It opened at five o'clock and it stayed open until 1030. They had a dance party with the Incredibles. Woody and Buzz showed up. My son played tic-tac-toe with Woody, um, which he still talks about. It's been like three weeks and he's obsessed. They built cars and had a race with like the cars cars, you know what I mean? Like Pixar cars. And there were all other sorts of activities too, but it was all Pixar themed. And again, because I've never really been in the contemporary before, I didn't know where it was going to be, but it was on the fourth floor, which is kind of the main area for shops and dining. And it was right near the Fantasia gift shop. And it looks to me like it's the arcade of the contemporary. When we've used other childcare centers before at Disney World, you weren't allowed to look in really. There was a door, you couldn't go through it. The kids could go through it, but you couldn't. And, but here it was just kind of like a, I don't know, a little strip barricade thing. 
And so I was able to look through and there were tons of arcade games and I figured it had to have either been moved from the arcade or it was the arcade location, I'm not sure which. But either way, it was the coolest thing ever. It's pretty pricey, it was $65 per child, which is more than we've played paid when we've used like Lilo's Playhouse at the Polynesian. But as the other kids, cl kids clubs are supposed to be closing here in the next month, the um, this is the only one that is going to be available and it's still in the pilot program. So, so it was kind of our only choice. So my husband and I decided to drop off the kids at the play zone. They went, had tons of fun and we decided to try to brave the rain in our rain jackets and head to Hollywood studios. We did not want to wait at the buses, so we used the minivan service, which we had never used before. It was super easy, even though I messed up twice, because I went, I downloaded Lyft, like you're prompted to when, uh, whenever you enter the parks, like it comes up in the My Disney Experience app. So I downloaded Lyft, forgot to choose minivan service as opposed to just the Lyft service, and was... I don't know, I accidentally had a car sent to me at first. I canceled it quickly, but finally figured out how to actually order a minivan. And the drivers were super sweet. They were talkative. They were everything you would expect from a Disney World cast member. I mean, it was 20 bucks. You can tip, I don't think it's necessary, but we did. So it ended up being about $25, but it was worth it to us to not wait out there for a bus. Me taken directly to the front of the park for Hollywood Studios and you know hop out right there. So it was nice. I wouldn't use it for every single trip I was going to make when I'm in Disney World because that could get pretty pricey. But it was it was nice to splurge on, you know, on this rainy nasty day. So we went to Hollywood Studios, went and did rock and roller coaster with our um, rider swap that we had gotten the day before and did Tower of Terror because that's my favorite ride in Hollywood Studios possibly one of my favorite rides ever and then we took the walk to Epcot so we used the little walkway went by the boardwalk resort beach yacht club swan and dolphin all of that and walked over to Epcot via the international gateway and that's where we did a little bit more eating at the uh, flower and garden festival by this time when I tell you that the bottom fell out on the rain I'm not at all joking it's like torrential downpour. I am completely soaked. It's trying to get through my rain jacket completely and totally wet. We hightailed it over to the land pavilion and did uh, Soren. It was a super fast wait, like 20 minutes or something like that. Asked for, I can never remember. It's not the concourse because you know there's three different theaters. But once you get assigned to a theater, you then go again to either A, B, or C. We always ask to go to B because it's our preferred viewing location. If you get A or C, you tend to see part of the screen skewed. And so things are curved kind of strange. It's always super noticeable at the Eiffel Tower scene. So we always ask for B and the cast members have been super accommodating and allowed us to go down to B. We prefer row one because then you don't have feet dangling in your face. So we were B1, which put us a little bit off to the side because we were the first ones to ask for it. So we we're like row one, persons one and two. 
So again, we weren't like directly in the middle, but it was still a pretty good viewing spot. So just a little tip, if anybody's interested, you wanna do Soarin', once you get assigned to a specific concourse, ask for B and you'll get a little bit of a better view. So after that, we were done. <laughs> I mean, just done. And called for another minivan because again, we didn't feel like waiting out in the rain for the buses. And it took us back to the Contemporary. We were kind of getting hungry, went to the Wave and sat in the lounge area. Got a little something to eat. And um, I just wanted bread. The guy thought that I was completely insane, but I was like, can I just have a bread service? My husband, I think, got a burger, but I just wanted a little bit something. And then we went to go pick up the kids and head back upstairs and get ready for our last night in Disney. It was just a three-night stay. You know, again, because we live fairly close, we do long weekends fairly often. So we were headed back the next day. But before we left, our final event was to surprise our daughter with Chef Mickey's. She'd been asking to go to Chef Mickey's forever, I think because as we've done the monorail, she's seen it and has just always wanted to go and we've never done it because I had heard such terrible reviews, but it wasn't bad. We enjoyed it. I don't love buffets by any means and not because I think that the food on buffets is subpar, but because when you have kids, they're really hard to navigate when you have small kids who you can't trust to hold their own plates, especially. So, you know, you always end up sending one parent with one kid. The other one stays at the table. You're afraid you're going to miss some of the character interactions. It's just kind of complicated. And as our daughter has gotten older, it's a little bit easier because she's seven now. And I'm pretty sure she can hold her own plate without the risk of it dropping. As soon as I say this, of course, the next time we go somewhere, she's going to drop it. But, um, she, you know, she was fine. Got the food, typical breakfast food, totally fine with me. You give me sausage, Mickey waffles and eggs, and I'm a pretty happy girl. So it was, you know, easy to please me in that sort of way. The character interaction was fine. I didn't, I didn't think it was great. The best character interactions we've ever had was at Garden Grill for sure. Just because the restaurant is so small that they can meet you multiple times. It wasn't bad. Our son still does not like to meet characters. He got up and talked to Mickey, but that was about it. He did not enjoy any of the others. Minnie, Pluto, Goofy, Donald, he was just kind of not having it. So he hid under the table. Lots of the characters tried to get him out from under the table, but it just wasn't happening. So Minnie kind of waved at him from underneath and Donald sat down in his spot and tried to get him to come out. And uh, none of that worked, which was fine. I mean, it was fine. And then of course they have that little thing where they do the music and the song and you're supposed to twirl your napkin and, and all of that. And I mean, it was perfectly fine. I enjoyed it. We probably won't do it again. We've done it. We can say we've done it. I'm not at all interested in lunch or dinner there. So the breakfast experience was fine. And then we left out and that was kind of it. Short, we didn't get to do a whole lot because of the rain that really kind of stopped everything. We did go to Magic Kingdom. I forgot to mention that, but we didn't do a whole lot. Nobody wanted to do anything. We had Big Thunder. We had a fast pass for Big Thunder and it was shut down. We um, ate a little bit. I can't remember. I didn't even get, I wanted to go to Sleepy Hollow, I think, and I didn't even get to do that. And my husband had a special Haunted Mansion magic band and he wanted to see if it would work at Haunted Mansion and it didn't. And he was sad about that too. 
So just a heads up, if we were kind of explained to that if you have one of those limited edition magic bands or a special magic band that's themed to an attraction or a particular park, it's very random. You don't know if it will do it at a particular time, the special sounds and lights. You just kind of, it just happens when it happens. So pro tip for the day. But then we left, went home. It was another good trip. I'm really looking forward to going back in July when Toy Story Land will be open. I've got my fast pass for the Slinky Dog Coaster. Looking forward to trying some of the food at Andy's Lunchbox there. A couple of other things that we've got planned that we'll talk about when we come back because, you know, we always try to do something different, something new when we're there. And so we've got a couple of different things that are just easier to do when you are there without your children. So they'll be at grandma's while we're gallivanting in Orlando. But anyway, thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed hearing about my short little trip to Disney World. And if you have any questions, feel free to reach us at anywhere on social media. We're pretty much on every platform you can think of. And thanks and have a great day. troop at www.disexplorers.com where you can find all the links for all our hosts social media accounts you can also follow the podcast on our facebook group at the Diz explorers and on twitter and instagram at the Diz explorers you can download this podcast on itunes google play podbean tune in radio stitcher radio and also on youtube Thanks for listening. Hope you had a good time. Spectral Magic!